Wedge Issues is brought to you by WISPolitics.com, a place where political insiders go for news, opinion, and campaign information. Once again, that's WISPolitics.com. Republicans fight to hold on to their majority in the state Senate, and Democrats hope to close the gap or even flip it in their favor. Both parties are paying attention to the state's 17th Senate District in southwestern Wisconsin. I'm Jesse Opoyan, and this is Wedge Issues, a Cap Times podcast about the 2018 elections in Wisconsin. A few weeks ago, my colleague Caitlin Farrell went on a bus trip in the 17th District, highlighting local roads issues in the area. On the bus was Republican State Senator Howard Markline, who currently represents the area, and his Democratic challenger, Chris Marion. Caitlin joined me this week for a conversation about the role that transportation issues might play in this year's election. We are inching ever closer to Election Day, and this week, my colleague Caitlin Farrell is joining me to talk about a little road trip that she took that highlighted one of the key state legislative races and also one of the key issues in a lot of campaigns this year, uh, transportation. Yep. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a a few weeks, but early last month in September, you uh, went to Senate District 17, which is not far from Madison, where we're recording now, um, but a little different in in its dynamics. Uh, What were you there for? Sure. So I was there for what was called a rough road tour, which is one, it was one of a series of PR local events put on by the Transportation Development Association, which uh, is a group that has advocated for increases in revenue to fund and maintain state highways and roads um, and local roads as well. And so um, they've put on a series of these events throughout the state where they try to connect folks in the community and reporters with local people on the ground, uh, folks who work for cities and counties, um, just to kind of give an overview of what the state of roads are in, in other parts of the state. So um, so yeah, so we decided to go out there, especially since this this district was one that um, is shaping up to be a, one of the tighter legislative races. And road condition and, and project concerns were something that a lot of local officials talked about. So it was a bus tour going around uh, Greene County and Iowa County up in that area. And uh, <laughs> and it was really interesting because both Chris Marion and Howard Markline were there on the bus. And I sat I sat right next to Howard Markline. <laughs> um, and, and we, yeah, we, we went on a couple hour tour on a rainy morning. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's somewhat unusual the the candidates who are running against each other. So Howard Markline is the incumbent state senator. He was elected four years ago, won pretty uh, solidly that year. And uh, Chris Marion is a farmer, and she runs a bed and breakfast in Blanchardville. So a little unusual though that they were on the bus together. Did they interact with each other? No, <laughs> not that I saw. Okay. Um, I mean, there they weren't like. 
fists being thrown up or anything like that. Right. It, was, it was very cordial. But uh, yeah, we were all on a coach bus, and it was it was a lot of county and, and local city highway officials, and then folks from the Transportation Development Association, and then then Chris, and then uh, Senator Mark Line. So. Um, but yeah, the, it was we were driven around on a series of roads, and then there was a main highway road guy up there in Greene County was was you know explaining everything. So it really was a tour where we were looking at different bridges and different road projects that that, that had gone on, and um, looking at some of the struggles there. So generally, they did not talk. But then there was a, a part towards the end of the tour, and I had I was chatting with with Howard prior to that, but where they they passed the microphone around and gave each one of them an opportunity to talk about kind of do their little transportation stump speech and and yeah so how were the roads so it was it was interesting uh i didn't really notice i guess that there were a few that were obviously invisibly you know not great um and a lot of what we looked at too was sort of more about how pointing out to us certain roads that had recently been fixed but had been delayed quite a while because of funding issues and a lot of the local officials talking about how it ended up costing the municipality much more because of that delay. And that's been a concern we've heard about too, that at the end of the day, money for local road projects, um, when Walker has talked about increasing that stream, but it hasn't been as high in past years, which has resulted in a lot of delays. And they talked a lot about the problems that that created. Um, and also, we ended up seeing a lot more issues with bridges as well, and uh, some frustration also with delays there and with a new type of bridge replacement program that the Department of Transportation has put into place. And a lot of feeling actually on both sides of the aisle too, which, and Senator Markline talks about this in our the clip that we'll play, but with just the idea that DOT should listen more or better to local officials and, and try to adopt some of the best practices they have too for, for what their needs are. So some frustration talked about there about just feeling like they don't have great access, they're not really heard, and that some of the um, the policies that DOT puts in place for roads just isn't super efficient. So Okay, well, let's play that clip from Senator Mark Line. You know, roads are, are so critical to us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for efficiency. We need to be as efficient and as effective. And I, I chatted just for a few minutes uh, before uh, we started the tour with, with uh, Tom and Craig, and, you know, and I, we need to, you know, get together and... A lot of these ideas locally need to to go up the ladder, you know, to, to DOT. So hopefully uh, we can get that uh, accomplished here soon. But the other thing, we're going to need more road, more money for our roads, and not just for our roads, but for our, our rural roads. Uh, I don't think I certainly don't wouldn't want to increase uh, gas taxes or registration fees or whatever the additional revenue is unless. Uh, I know that it's coming back uh, to, to southwest Wisconsin, our rural areas. I don't think anybody wants to raise the gas tax and, and just have it fund um, southeast Wisconsin and, and their me- mega projects. So um, I appreciate, again, the, um, everybody putting this uh, tour together. And, um, you know, again, I appreciate the relationship we've had with my highway commissioners. Yeah, so as you saw uh, and what we've seen, you know, in the gubernatorial race as well is just mention of under what circumstances or ways in which he might want to see a gas tax increase. And that's been something that for folks that say that we need more revenue going going to road projects, the big question has been, well, then how do we do that and should we raise the tax? And so, so yeah, it was interesting to just, again, an affirmation that if we do raise that tax and we see more revenue coming in, we you know, he doesn't want it going to uh, southeast Wisconsin mega projects and wants it really coming to rural roads.
So yeah, he also emphasized to me, I was sitting next to him on the bus and had talked to him a little bit prior to him speaking to the rest of the group, but just talked about how he, and he sits on the Transportation Projects Commission as well and has been somewhat, uh, has monitored this issue. And so he talked a lot about just the ways in which he really maintains relationships with all of his local transportation officials and how this is something that really does concern him and is one of his top issues. Yeah, I mean, on the on the gas tax, we saw in a recent Marquette poll that 60-some percent of people say they, they don't support raising the gas tax or vehicle registration fees to fund road projects, which leaves you with the question, well, how, how do you do it then? And we've heard from a lot of candidates on this. We've heard Scott Walker talking about looking for more efficiencies, still holding pretty firm on not raising a gas tax or vehicle registration fees without some sort of corresponding cut somewhere. Tony Evers has been much more broad on this and has said all options are on the table. He's really framing this as an issue where both parties need to come together and talk about it. And I think you know this is one of those rare issues that does cut across uh, all parties and, and you have people on both sides of the aisle who are either very opposed to raising the gas tax or very supportive of it, supportive of a mix of things. It's it's definitely one of those issues that is probably more regional than it is in, in party uh, based on how you feel about it. Definitely. And I think for me, that's what makes it a compelling issue to some degree is that it just it, it doesn't cut across straight party lines like we see so many things um, talked about, so many policy issues now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, and I think too, it's it's really interesting because regardless of who wins the governor's race, it'll you know there's going to be a change. And if Walker wins re-election, I mean, there's division uh, within the Senate and Assembly caucus about maybe not so much the Assembly caucus, but in the Senate caucus about what to do about this. And it's going to be, I think, a, an ongoing point of dispute, especially when we we get back into budget issues. So yeah, absolutely. That'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Wedge Issues is sponsored by WISPolitics.com. You can become a WISPolitics.com member. Find out more at WISPolitics.com slash membership. So what did Chris Marion bring to this conversation? So she, she I thought, had a really interesting perspective. She, she lives out, you know, in Blanchardville and in a really rural area and talked a lot about how you know, firsthand experience being a farmer and trying to just when she has to commute from from where she lives, dealing with poor road conditions. And also, you know, when if, if there's structural issues with bridges, they have to downgrade the weight limit. And then that can at times render a bridge, you know, unusable for folks, which then makes your routes worse. And anyway, um, it's something, you know, that, yeah, folks living in the city don't really have to deal with her address, but that is a, is a real thing when, when you're a farmer, as she, she talks about trying to get her goods to market. So um, I thought her perspective was interesting, and she, she also spoke a lot about how, and she sits on, uh, I believe, the county commissioners and has, you know, again, has firsthand direct experience with this and had said that even prior to deciding to run, she she went to, uh, you know, Senator Mark Klein, who's her, her representative in the Senate, and had discussed this issue with him and and that this was really a key a key issue she had said to me that really led her to decide to run uh, too because she just wasn't satisfied with what was going on. Well, let's hear from her on this. Well, and I, I think I've said it before but town supervisors are my heroes for all you try and get done with the amount of funding you have. It's it's daunting and uh, I think that we can't just keep saying the same things over and over again. We need to do something different. Um, 
I was a citizen showing up at the Capitol asking for more road funding uh, before I decided to run. And this is one of my main priorities. I think you all know that I'm in tourism. I have a bed and breakfast and, and I know what it's like to rely on the roads to get my customers here. Um, I'm also a farmer and I know that it's really difficult to get your goods to market when you're struggling to go around bridges that have changed weight limit wise. So we, we can't keep the, uh, you know, bringing the bridges down. So I, I'm thinking that we need to buckle down, make the hard choices, be, be brave and bold, acknowledge that we need more funding. I think the most efficient way to take care of our transportation problem is to make a good plan, to budget for that plan, uh, even if that it means that we have to index the gas tax. I think we need to fund that budget and then we need to implement that plan. And I think that that's, there's just no other way around it. And I, like you all, I'm tired of waiting. So did you see any key contrasts or differences in whether it was just the way they approach it or solutions that they were proposing between uh, Chris Marion and Howard Markline? Yes. I mean, I think uh, Chris Marion was a lot more explicit in, I think, you know, wanting an increase too, and even going back to indexing, which is, an, I think, even a step beyond that. We could we could raise the gas tax some rate at some point, and then it could stay at that rate in perpetuity. But indexing would go back to what some say has put us in this, this dilemma in the first place. So the gas tax would be raised to some certain degree every year. Tied to inflation. Tied right? to inflation, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we ended that in 2005 or 2006. It was a bipartisan decision at the time. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, voted on by John Gard, who I had interviewed about this Mm -hmm. when I wrote a story about this a while back, who said he now regrets it. So yeah, in some people's minds, this is what really has led to our big revenue problem. And so we haven't really heard bring back indexing, I think, as something that most folks are saying that they would do. But Chris Marion says that that should be on the table too. So that I think was a big departure and just her, her more explicit affirmation of we need that. So um, so one other clip that I, I cut out of this bus experience for you today is uh, <laughs> is just a, a snippet of the tour of some of the roads that we saw. We we're in Lafayette County, and Tom Jean, who's the Lafayette County Highway Commissioner, you know, as we drove around, he pointed out a variety of roads. And one of the roads that he pointed out was uh, this state highway that had been fixed uh, by by DOT, but that he had just pointed out had taken a while had had ended up happening several years after they originally put in the request and because of that ended up costing a bunch more and then he had expressed some a little bit of disappointment that some of the sealing the way that the the pavement is sealed on top was already starting to crack and the road had just been put in a year later so this is just an example of some of the things that they showed us on this tour when we get into argyle here we're going to take 78 and head to the south on state highway 78 um, this is a project, uh, there's a bridge involved in this at Cherry Creek that was planned to be done in 2009. We'll be going over top of that bridge. And at that time, we had a public informational meeting, we had a, uh, we had a pre-con meeting on it, and then that got moved down the road. Um, at that time, that bridge was going to cost about 150000 time we pushed it down the road to where we're at today and got it done last year, the bridge alone was 350000 This particular stretch of road, like say, was planned to uh, have something done to it back in 
2009-2010, we just got it done last year. And this is a stretch of road that I'm telling you that, uh, you know, we're, we're glad that it got done. It really needed to be done. But uh, at some point in time, why um, more should have been done to it to make it a, a, a better surface on it. Um, it's going to have to be crack filled this fall, this fall already, less than a year after it was laid. Well, it sounds like it was an, an interesting day out, out on the roads and the bus. Um, this is absolutely a, a race that I think is on the radar for anyone who's following the potential for the state Senate to flip to Democratic control. Republicans have an 1815 majority right now, so Democrats would have to gain a couple seats to do this. Um, this is definitely one that they're targeting. It's an interesting area. It used to be represented by Dale Schultz, who really for for most of his career was a pretty solid party line vote but toward the end of it uh, became known more as a little bit of a a maverick or a moderate because he voted against act 10 and and started bucking the party line a little bit after that so the district has kind of come to be known as a representation of that desire to go back to some sort of moderation chris marion i think is not running as a real far left democrat and i think probably represents a lot of what democrats are looking for in candidates but at the same time you have howard markline who's got a reputation for being a really hard worker and a Mm -hmm. solid campaigner definitely has the monetary advantage there. So I think a lot of people are paying attention to this race. Yeah, and um, I I think that's super interesting and is, is part of what made this this bus tour compelling for me to attend. Yeah, not to, not to plug another publication, but Isthmus actually had a pretty good story on the race. I guess we can just plug another publication. Yeah. <laughs> they, they ran a good story on, on this race. Um, Dave Chislevich followed Chris Marion around a little bit and wrote a little profile. Um, was a pretty good insight into the dynamics of the district, as was your trip, which we can the, you, you wrote about this trip so people can go and read your, your story from uh, last month when you did this in the first place, too. Yep. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and I agree. The Isma story was super helpful, I think, in, in, in introducing Chris Marion to, to folks here. And yeah, shortly after I did the, the tour, I did write a story in print that went over in, in a little bit more detail some of the, the issues that they were having and gave some context to, to this district. So Great. Well, thanks for joining me to talk about this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Just like the girls I like to meet. And since my heart still likes to be, I'm coming home. Thank you for listening to Wedge Issues. Our theme music is Oh, Wisconsin by Loxley. We'll be back at the very least every Friday with new episodes, but as we get closer to November 6th, I will probably have a few extras for you along the way. So make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss anything. If you have feedback or suggestions, you can find me on Twitter at jessieopien, or you can email me at j-o-p-o-i-e-n at madison.com. Check back in a few days for my conversation with Democratic candidate for governor, Tony Evers. We'll see you Friday. Wedge Issues has been brought to you by Wispolitics.com. There are plenty of benefits to becoming a member. You can go to Wispolitics.com slash membership to find out more.